Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From from NPR. NPR. Marinic Public Radio. Failure is an underrated learning tool. It teaches us a lot about ourselves and how we can move on from the rather upsetting moments in life. You will fail in life, whether it be on an APUS history test or in your 9 to 5 job. That's a guarantee I can give you. You will absolutely fail. What's problematic is that a lot of people can't fully grasp that. They go throughout their lives constantly on edge, going through whatever means to make sure that they succeed. And for a long time, I couldn't grasp the idea of being imperfect myself. My obsession with perfection was manifested within my music career as a violinist. Everyone shows their own obsessions in different categories. Some people need perfect grades, and others need a perfect image amongst their peers. Some need a perfect Instagram feed, and some need to be perfect on the field. The undeniable desire of perfection applies to everyone. My relationship with the violin has always been volatile. It was almost like an abusive relationship in a sense. It seemed as if we didn't actually like each other, but we liked the pattern of inconsistent affection we gave each other. It brought me lots of anxiety, it would ruin entire days and lament the depths of my mind, hell, it even brought me to tears. But for some reason, I always came back year after year to play in the school orchestra. I started playing the violin in the third grade, and I only chose the violin specifically because my brother played it in elementary school. I was in the sibling phase that solely revolves around copying every single aspect of your older siblings. The allure of playing an instrument and reading music was fascinating to me, so I stuck with it. It wasn't until middle school that things took a turn for the worse. As we advanced to more complex pieces, I slowly saw myself falling behind. The great camaraderie that was our orchestra class turned into a battleground, with each of us fighting to be a first violin. My innocent love for the instrument turned into an anxious mess as days were spent stressing over playing quizzes and then having minor panic episodes in the fluorescent hallways of the east wing of our middle school, playing in front of our beloved music teacher, Mr. Sussman. The frustration became overwhelming as I struggled to keep up with the pace of the first violins most of whom had the extra time to do private lessons. As my three years of middle school breezed by in the back row of the first violins, my love for the instrument disappeared. I envisioned my third grade self, a mere nine years old and filled with curiosity. I saw myself sitting in a chair in the basement of our elementary school, home to the shoebox-sized orchestra room. I sat with my light-up sketchers, strumming the strings and butchering the sheet music with my classmates filling the room with laughter that bounced off the cement walls. I could only imagine how disappointed he would have been to see me like that, sitting slumped in the chair looking at my stand with a blank, soulless stare, counting every single second that waltzed by until the end of class. The violin I had once loved was losing its magic, and that was a scary feeling. 
as I entered high school as an underclassman, I went through the same struggles I did in middle school. If I was going to even think about playing louder than a singular decibel, everything had to be correct. Each note had to be played perfectly, and my bow had to move in sync with the entire orchestra. My vibrato had to be rich and powerful, and I couldn't even dare lag even a millisecond behind everyone else. Now, take all these factors and apply them to a 13-year-old version of myself, and now you can probably see why I was so anxious about the violin. I had to be perfect if I wanted to play the violin, and that did a lot of damage. I just had to be perfect. Superficially, I can understand how one could view this universal strive for perfection as a positive. Society having a constant drive for success and perfection can't be that much of a bad thing, right? What's wrong with striving to be the best version of yourself possible? To answer these questions, I took a look at my own community. I described New York as one big pressure cooker. You can feel it in the streets as people hustle and bustle about their day with blank faces. Everyone is out to do something productive in the shortest amount of time possible. A New Yorker trying to catch their train is something that should be taught in the history books. I'm surprised you don't see red streaks of windburn across a New Yorker's face as they fly down the street on their way to work, their iced coffee in one hand and their ambient prescription in the other, all the while they're running off of four hours of sleep. We can definitely feel the remnants of the city stress from the suburbs of Westchester. In Mamernock High School, perfection is all students want. Given the ridiculous monster that is the college admissions process, something residents here care too much about, Mamernock doesn't really feel like a place to learn for the most part. Sure, we have great teachers who are committed to their subjects and endless, endless funding and resources available. However, no students at Mamernock are actually taking classes because they enjoy them. After the struggle that is being an underclassman passes, more freedom is given to the students to select their own schedules. While you would think students would be taking the classes that they're actually interested in, they're instead taking the classes that would look the best on paper. This perfectionist culture definitely consumed my life for the most part of high school. I took three AP classes my junior year alongside honors math. I swamped myself with extracurriculars that, while I did enjoy, took massive chunks of time away from me. Right before I started junior year, I saw orchestra as another facet of stress within my life. I was to play like I did every single year and fly as low under the radar as possible because if the teacher dared to assign a playing quiz, my life would essentially crumble. I knew I had always loved music, and I always found myself questioning why I was so concerned about being the best at violin. Why couldn't I just enjoy something for once, I thought. I thought about all the stress the instrument has given me, and the hatred I developed for this four-stringed piece of wood, and I grew upset with myself. I had found something that I truly enjoyed and stuck with for a long time. But I let my fear of failure blind myself from the art behind music I had appreciated so greatly before. Now, I, I can't not address 
the elephant in the room. The wonderful coronavirus that has swept the rug from under our feet and has stomped on our hopes and dreams and remainder of our childhood. I don't want to be cheesy and say that I changed for the better and worked on myself during the pandemic, but I did. Not going to school for nearly six months made me appreciate learning more, and more specifically, it made me appreciate the violin more. Remote learning did not provide space for performing as an orchestra, so I was left without playing for quite some time. It took some time to admit how much I missed it, but I always knew that I had a soft spot for the violin. As much as I complained about the instrument, it did provide an artistic outlet for myself that I didn't really get anywhere else. My appreciation for the instrument grew as more time had passed, and as September crept up, I became really excited to come back for my final year. I put my anxious inner thoughts aside and came ready to play each day. I came with a clear focus on enjoying the music rather than being the best in the room. I progressively felt better each day walking to the classroom. No matter the piece, no matter the difficulty, I played as best as I could and enjoyed my time in the class. Sure, I'm now a first violin, back row naturally. And while I'm probably the best I've been in my career, I don't really give it much thought. I'm there to enjoy the music and the amazing friends I've made in that class, not to be a prodigy. While I still struggle with feeling accomplished, as do a lot of kids in our area, I'm proud of my newfound philosophy towards my violin, and I'm hoping I can apply it to all areas of my life, one classical music piece at a time. <laughs>